the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Well, I don't know how this complies with federal law, but Ohio State is taking a shot at getting private medical information out of its students, staff, and faculty. And they only have until eh, next Wednesday to comply. Uh, President Christina Johnson says the university uh, personnel, students, staff, faculty, must report whether they have received a COVID-19 vaccine by August the 5th. Uh, This is, so the uh, school says, to help them make informed decisions related to COVID-19 and contact tracing. Now, I've spent a fair amount of my professional life down there on campus around 15th and High, and a fair amount of times in reporting on their various sports teams at said university have been told that I cannot get the information that I'm requesting, because to give it to me would be a violation of federal law. There's a law called HIPAA. I'm not sure if it's like the filter for your air or something else, but it's a federal law that allows you to keep your health information private. So how is this allowed? Students at Ohio State must tell Ohio State, whether they've been vaccinated or not, that would seem to me to be disclosure of private health information. And certainly, if you are not vaccinated, do you think you will be treated any differently at Ohio State this fall? You think you'll be made to get tested? Do you think you'll be, um, I don't know, wear a scarlet letter? I would tend to think so. Uh, President Johnson, in her letter to the uh, university personnel, said testing will continue to be a part of the return to campus. If you're living in an on-campus residence hall, um, and also even if you're a sorority or fraternity member, uh, you will need to complete an at-home COVID-19 test within seven days of your return to campus. Um, If you're trying to move into campus, uh, you'll be required to test for COVID-19 when you arrive. And if you... uh, By the way, you have to wear a mask when you are uh, reporting uh, until you receive a negative test. That's probably changed now with the CDC making its recommendation that even the vaccinated should wear masks indoors. Uh, It says weekly surveillance testing. Oh, that doesn't sound threatening, does it? (laughs) Unvaccinated students, even those on regional campuses who live in university housing, will be required to test weekly as the academic year begins. If you have been vaccinated, you will not be required to test. Hmm. I would say there's fodder for a legal action there. And I would uh, be interested in following the course 
of that legal action. Now, Indiana University tried to uh, require its students and faculty to have uh, vaccines, and that was upheld in court, which was a surprise to me. Uh, the uh, OSU also says those who are not vaccinated are required to wear masks indoors and to maintain physical distancing when possible. Oh, I would just discard that, I would say. It's not possible. Uh, Johnson says they're not going to go through the hoops they did a year ago to accommodate students in quarantine. So uh, you will be left to your own devices on that, it appears. But all alarmist. Uh, What are the numbers in Ohio? Well, let's check. At the height of the pandemic, it was not uncommon for Ohio to be over 5,000 cases a day. In fact, we got to the point where it was uh, more than... uh, 7,000, 7,875 in December. The seven-day average eh, was around 7,000, and then about April, it went down to 2,000. It has continued to decline down to the point where it was about 250 a day. Now it is back up. Seven-day rolling average is around 700 cases. But again, the case number does not, to me, carry any kind of super useful information. It only gives people who are alarmed about COVID a reason to panic. Perhaps, I said perhaps, I'll say it again, perhaps for no reason. Now, if the hospitalization numbers climb, and certainly if the death numbers climb or if the ICU numbers climb, well, then I will be willing to reconsider. But until that time, I just do not believe that it is possible or even plausible to expect a virus that they tell you is two and a half times more contagious than the original COVID virus, doesn't that tell us that our numbers should be going up? I mean, if you're not lying to me about the transmissible nature of the Delta variant, I should be expecting the numbers to go up, right? But the numbers that I really care about, do I have to go to the hospital? Do I have to get an ICU? Do I die? Those numbers would have some usefulness. Those numbers are no longer being reported. Not with the same kind of attention paid to them. Uh, as you might have mentioned, uh, as you might imagine, in a state where they have a real Republican governor, uh, the latest news from the CDC is being dismissed. Comment from Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, hopefully future president and soon Ron DeSantis. He says the CDC's decision to recommend masking indoors, even among the vaccinated, quote, it isn't based in science. There's no indication that areas with mask mandates have performed any better than areas without mask mandates. He's right about that. In fact, this policy could actually backfire. How could it backfire? Well, as I said before, when you mandate masks for vaccinated people, you're damaging the public trust and confidence in the effectiveness of the vaccines. Why do they do that? Because... The Biden administration deems that the worst thing it can do, the worst thing it can do is nothing, (laughs) right? The worst thing a Democrat can do is nothing because they they believe government's the answer to everything. The answer to every problem is more government. More taxing, which gives them access to your money. They may give some of it back to you, but it's really your money. 
or it's somebody richer than you's money, even though they'll tell you the rich don't pay taxes, they actually pay all the taxes. The net taxes are all paid by people who are wealthy. Net taxes are the taxes paid above the amount the government pays back to you. And well, now pretty much everybody gets a check from the government for something, stimulus, child care, tax credit, whatever. But the Democrats can't be sitting there doing something. Remember all the shrill, shrieking, what does the President Trump do something? Because when you're in government and you're a conservative, sometimes doing nothing is the something you decide to do to let the free market work or to let a virus run its course or to let herd immunity build. Doing nothing sometimes takes more restraint than doing something, particularly if the something is unnecessary or in the case of most things Joe Biden does, stupid or unwise. Uh, Here is Dr. Cody Meissner who leads the Pediatric Infectious Diseases Division at Tufts University School of Medicine. I have to read what he says before I determine if he's a quack or if he's smart. He says the American Academy of Pediatrics, of which he is a member, was virtue signaling with its call for all kids over the age of two to wear a mask. So I think he's awesome. The left says he's a quack. Dr. Meissner says, I strongly disagree with the recommendation that all children two years and above need to wear a mask. I think the harm that has been done to children, both physical, mental, emotional, has been extraordinary. Yes, it has. Yes, it has. And he says, and I think we're going to be stuck with that for a generation. Oh, boy. I'm afraid you're right. I hope you're not, but I'm afraid you are. What we've done, Dr. Cody Meissner, head of Pediatric Infectious Diseases at Tufts University School of Medicine. What we've done, he said, is sacrifice children by closing down the schools in order to protect the adults because children don't get very sick. So Dr. Cody Meissner just got deplatformed on Facebook and on Twitter for speaking the truth because that is the truth. Kids are not seriously in jeopardy unless they have a comorbidity from this virus. But we got to do something because to do nothing would be to traffic in irresponsible insurrectionist things like, I don't know, freedom and liberty. Hearings are underway in Capitol Hill on the January 6th uprising at the Capitol. And it's going to be high theater. We had uh, two congressional representatives on said committee today, including the highly theatrical Adam Schiff, try to summon tears as they spoke. But that is not what a majority of Americans is interested in, at least not for Capitol Hill uh, politicos to be digging into. According to a Rasmussen Reports poll, uh, support is overwhelming for investigative hearings about last summer's Black Lives Matter protests. Uh, Two out of three likely U.S. voters uh, believe Congress should open an official investigation 
I know for sure the death of uh, retired St. Louis police officer David Dorn, uh, the uh, burning of a federal building. I get confused whether that was in Portland or Minneapolis. And then there were fires everywhere. Uh, fewer than half of Americans in this poll support Nancy Pelosi's investigation of the Capitol incident. Uh, the federal police, the Washington, D.C. police, were wholly unprepared for that. Uh, police across the country, by contrast, were told to stand down and let BLM, Antifa, and other anti-social protesters just burn cities. Famously, not in these particular protests that I'm talking about now, but famously, several years ago, the mayor of Baltimore said we needed to give people room to riot. Hmm. 67% of whites, 64% of blacks, 66% of Hispanics, and 62% of other minorities think Congress should investigate the 2020 riots throughout the country, according to Rasmussen. Wow! If I'm a Democrat and I'm looking at the 2022 midterms, those numbers make me really nervous. You can say, well, two-thirds of Americans got to be like 90% of Republicans and probably, you know, 52% of Democrats. No. In actuality, it's 75% of Republicans, 60% of Democrats, and 63% of voters not affiliated with either party. There's no way to look at these numbers and have them be good numbers for Democrats. No way. 67% white, 66% Hispanic, 64% of blacks, and 62% of other minorities. Say, investigate the riots across the U.S. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. Uh, 72% of major law enforcement agencies had officers harmed in last summer's riots, according to the Major Cities Chiefs Association. One city reported 462 officer injuries, and the number of people who died during those riots, protests, mostly peaceful, well, mostly peaceful except for the 27 people who died. Uh, Here are some of the other results of that poll from Rasmussen. 62% of voters believe politicians who downplayed the riot should be criticized. 63% believe looters and rioters who broke the law should be charged and criminally prosecuted. That would be a good idea. They won't be. 65% say the Biden-Harris team should meet with the family of former St. Louis Police Captain David Dorn, who was murdered by rioters. No, no, they don't have time for that. They had time to meet with Jacob Blake, the guy who was harassing his uh, baby mama and then fought with the cops and got shot and paralyzed. They got to, they had time to meet with him and tell him what a hero he was. They don't have time to meet with David Dorn's wife, who he told in the middle of the night as he got up to go help his buddy try to protect his pawn shop from rioters. You don't have time to meet with David Dorn. Crazy people. 68% believe failing to prosecute crimes like shoplifting make criminals more likely to reoffend. 
Uh, did you see the video the other day of the guys in the TJ Maxx in California just walking out with armloads of merchandise? Still on the hanger. Still on the hanger. I couldn't help but remember sad irony. Do you all remember how TJ Maxx, what their slogan used to be? Aaron, do you recall, being the big TJ Maxx shopper you are, do you recall what the motto at TJ Maxx used to be? Close no other store once? No. Come on oh. now. Uh, no, I don't know. You get the max for the minimum at TJ Maxx. Okay. And I think that guy was just making that come true. He got the max for the minimum. He didn't pay a dollar. He walked out with like 20 pairs of pants. Still on the hanger. <laughs> uh, 76% of likely voters say young people ought to be taught to obey police officers' lawful commands instead of resisting or fleeing arrest. You know who didn't vote in that poll? The woman who filmed the guy in the gas station on South I Street. Am I crazy to think that would be... In fact, if I... I won't get elected because I wouldn't run. But if I were in the Ohio General Assembly, I would seriously think about putting forth a bill where if you videotape an officer-citizen interaction and the officer suffers any injury during that interaction, you will be prosecuted for not assisting the officer. You don't have to assist, but if you got time to film it, you got time to assist the officer. You're not doing a public service by filming it. Because as Elaine Bryant, the Columbus police chief, said, and I love this response, too. I didn't share it with you earlier. She says the officer acted exactly appropriately. Uh, Elaine Bryant also said that uh, it's never pretty when you see use of force on film. That's right. It's not. We're not equipped to hand- We're not equipped to see that. We're not. Officers are trained. We're not. we got to get back to where we trust the police. If you want to have, I mean, if you don't care about having an orderly society, we don't have to. But if you want to get back to having an orderly society, we got to get back to the point where we trust police. Now, do we need better police? I'm not a, I'm not opposed to that. I like the new contract, the portion that gives police officers, you know, a 14% raise and will allow them to make $100,000. If they stay an officer for three years, I am absolutely fine with that. Will that recruit a better quality of officer? Let's hope so. The part of the new contract that I absolutely hate is the authority given to the Civilian Oversight Review Board, where if an officer decides not to cooperate with them, well, then they can make his life miserable or her life miserable. Thankfully, they don't have the gravitas to bring criminal charges against the officer because that would be stupid. It would also be uh, less than optimal if you would ignore my advice not to access the help that auiinfo.com can give your business. Chrissy and the AUI team are experts in judicious expenditures by you to furnish your employees with the very best benefits possible. Life, health, disability, dental, vision. Also, HR assistance. HR, wow. Keep track of all the latest state orders and laws and mandates and requirements and deadlines. Mm, Who's got time for that? I don't. I doubt you do as a business owner amid ordering and payroll and all the things you handle. So let auiinfo.com take those things off your plate. They can do it with 
an easy chat that you can start at auiinfo.com. It's auiinfo.com. Their service is free to you. They're paid by the companies that they put in front of you and that you select. So remember that name, auiinfo.com, auiinfo.com. Now with the uh, next opportunity, I will update you on the California governor's race. Uh, You know that uh, Salem's own Larry Elder is running for governor. What are the chances he could win? First, Gavin Newsom has to lose. We'll update you on the latest numbers next.